Hello, this is Pastor Manny. Welcome you to this Friday edition of the Beacon of Hope podcast, finishing up a series on fear, fatalism, or faith. And in this series, we've been exploring the uh, effect that each of these has on people's day-by-day living and, probably most importantly, their decision-making. Fear, when someone operates in the spirit of fear, they make very bad decisions, sometimes disastrous decisions. I've seen people mess up their uh, walk with God. I've seen people uh, get out of church over this. I've seen families destroyed. Why? Because they made fear-based decisions instead of just staying steady. Uh, Right now, it's uh, I think about the fact how often someone, when uh, uh, part of their foundations taken out from around them, they lose a job, death of a family member, an illness comes. They will suddenly change the very structure of what has been important and what they said they believed, and uh, with always disastrous consequences. And so uh, fear is very, very dangerous. And of course, God's not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. I spoke to you about fatalism and how it produces apathy and it makes us apathetic and makes us uh, uh, look at the world. It's actually a philosophy of unbelief, and I dealt with that in detail on the uh, um, on the uh, podcast entitled uh, subtitled overcoming uh, fatalism's deadly power and so uh, you want to listen to that it'll help you then today I want to I want to finish up by talking to you about faith now intertwined through the three previous podcasts uh, in this series I have mentioned faith I've talked about what it is I've given some scripture. I'm not talking about a generic type of faith, which is what's used in today's world when they say people of faith, which could mean almost anything from people who believe in the one and true living God as is revealed in the Bible and and Jesus Christ as the only Savior of the world to people who believe in multiple gods or people who believe in an inner light that guides them from New Age teachings to, to following of an idol. All these could be described by today's modern generic term, people of faith. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the faith once delivered to the saints. Saints are believers in the true God of the Bible. And uh, that is uh, that one faith, the common faith, uh, the common salvation through the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what I'm talking about today when I say faith. And uh, since I've spoken so much about it, I just want to today kind of give you some thoughts about faith that'll help you, encourage you, and strengthen you in a world that is not a friend of grace, and it's not a friend of belief in the Bible. If you're going to stand for the Lord, you're going to have to have courage. You're going to have to realize that at all times, in all points of history, when it comes to understanding the true and living God, the majority has always been wrong. Jesus said it this way, he said, straight is the gate and narrow is the way that be, leads to life. And so you there be that go therein. But he said, broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many be that go in thereat. And so we have to understand that uh, true faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, true faith in the living God of the Bible is a rare and wonderful commodity. Let me give you these thoughts about faith and uh, what it means and uh and uh, what it means in our life for our decision-making and how we conduct ourselves. Let me give you these four quick little, little words, uh, or words and one's a little bit of a phrase with this. I want to talk to you about uh, faith is literal, faith is leaning, faith is living, 
and faith is long thinking. I'll give those to you again. Faith is literal. Faith is leaning. Faith is living. And faith is long thinking. I'll give you each of those in turn. When I say faith is literal, what I mean by that is that God is a real being. He is true. He he lives. He exists. He's not an ideal. He's not the aspirations of the common human psyche. He is not an energy force. He is not a mysterious binding together. He is real. Take it quite literal. And if we're going to have the faith that was once delivered to the saints, if we're going to be people who really understand biblical faith, then we need to take our Bibles literal. I remember in the first days of the first Bible college I attended as a, as a very young man, and, and uh, people said, do you take an allegorical or a literal approach to the Bible? In other words, is the Bible just a group of allegories and uh, stories, almost fables, if you will, but from which we are supposed to derive moral conclusions, or does it literally mean what it says? I understood immediately what they were asking once they defined the terms more uh, clearly to me. And I said, no, I'm a literal believer in the Bible. And let me tell you what a literal belief brings you to. It makes you understand that the points where the Bible is being allegorical, if you will, or metaphorical, it will tell you that. Uh, For the kingdom of heaven is like unto. What shall I liken this generation unto? That's the type of language in the Bible that will tell you that what it's giving you is symbolic of a truth. But the Bible is to be taken literally. True faith is literal. When the Bible says, ye must be born again, we believe you must be born again. Of course, Nicodemus, the Jewish ruler to whom that was spoken, he was caught off guard because he thought of it literally and he said, how can a man be born again? Uh, Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born again? And Jesus said, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the Spirit is spirit. And then further explain that literally we have to be born again. We've had the first birth. I was born in 1964. But then I had a second birth. I was born again when I accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as my own Savior in 1980. The birth that I had in 1964 came from the genetics, came from John, or excuse me, James and Bonnie Manning. Uh, And I have my father's genetics, my mother's genetics. I was born of my earthly father. The birth that happened in 1980, I was regenerated. I was born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible of the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. That One of me, the old man, Philip Manning, that was born in 1964, is now 55 years old and has a life expectancy. There's some point when that which was born in 1964 will die. The life that was born in me in 1980 through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ will never die. It goes on. That's why John 3.16 calls it everlasting life. If it could die, it is not the life that's born of God. And so uh, I was born again. We take literal. Faith is literal. It affects everything that we do. There's literally a place called heaven. 
When we die, we are literally absent from the body and absent uh, and present with the Lord. When we, when we will literally either go to heaven or literally go to hell, we we are heading somewhere. And that approach, that understanding, that wisdom of knowing that affects everything that we do. We look at the Bible and the Bible says kingdoms arise and kingdoms go. The main theme of the book of Daniel is that the Lord God most high ruleth in the kingdom of men and giveth it to whomsoever he will. We look at these things literally. We understand the Bible says that uh, times get worse, not better towards Christ coming. Literally, we look at this and it helps us to be stable, strong, have wisdom, and make good decisions based on good information. Um, Living by faith gives us a literal approach to life. Uh, We are not satisfied to get secondhand, thirdhand information. We search things out. We want to know sources. We want to know uh, what did this actually say? Why? Because we understand truth can only be derived from real facts. And so that's literal. Second of all, I said to you that uh, faith is leaning. The Bible says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. Leaning's an interesting word when it talks about the leaning of things. One is what you would think about. Imagine a man walking up and putting his hand on the table and uh, kind of crossing his feet at the ankles and putting his weight onto that table as he speaks to someone. You've seen someone in that sort of posture before. And he's got a hand on the table and he's got he's got his uh, feet, uh, one foot on the ground, the other one kind of crossed behind it and just casually speaking to a friend. That man, we would say, is leaning on that table. He is being supported by the strength of that table. He has walked up to the table and probably completely subconsciously, not even thinking about it, has leaned upon it thinking or knowing, and like I said, probably reflex because he's done it so many times, that that table is well able to support his weight. Um, I have seen and people to lean upon something that either wasn't stable or that could not support their weight. In a recent uh, visit in the hospital, just a few weeks ago, we were visiting one of our one of my dear members in the hospital and she was having some trouble and, and her sons were in the hospital at the same time we were all talking and and um, they had just taken the church member to do tests and had wheeled her bed out of the room and there was another bed there and in order to get her bed out the uh, the folks who were moving her had to move that other bed and they had unlocked the wheels on that bed and left them unlocked. Well, the doctor came in to talk to the rest of us, and he was talking in a very good bedside manner. But as he was talking, he leaned back against that other bed. It happened before any of us could say anything, and that bed rolled, and the doctor nearly, nearly landed on his back in the middle of the room. We all thought he was going down, but he managed to catch himself. What was the problem? He leaned on something that wasn't stable. And then after he caught caught his balance and we saw he wasn't going to be hurt, we all laughed, and he did also. Uh, gave him quite a start there for a moment. Leaning. What do you lean on? When you lean on man's philosophy, when you lean on science only, when you lean on uh, your own understanding, instead of the revealed written word of God, then you're leaning on something that not stable. You're leaning on something that will let you fall. It affects your it affects your decision making. You know, in your Bible, there are a lot of things you're going to face in life that are not spelled out exactly in the Bible. What school should you go to? 
what uh, what job should you have, should you or should you not purchase a home, where you know these type of things. But if you'll learn your Bible, and you'll learn the precepts and the principles, you'll learn what it's teaching in there. You will soon be able to see if your decision making pattern matches living leaning on the Bible. Um, for instance, if I was looking at uh, uh, looking at getting into a business partnership and God's word told me not to be unequally yoked with unbelievers and told warned me about this, I would want to know about that partner. If it was a partner who was a, w- a wicked person and, and living and, and had a completely different mindset uh, towards the word of God and towards the things of, of, this, of the Lord, I don't want to enter into a partnership with them. Why? Because I'm getting into an unequal yoke. We're going to be pulling the wrong direction and uh, different directions from each other, rather, and uh, that will have effect. Now, if I'm leaning on the word rather than just looking at that partnership and saying, oh, you know, numbers only, does this make sense? I say, is this an obedience or will I have to compromise what I believe biblically in order to be a part of this? Then if I pass that test, I'm leaning on the word of God. I go there first. Okay, it passed the test. It's within the parameters. I don't have to compromise my biblical beliefs to be a part of whatever's going on. Then I get into the part of crunching the numbers and looking at the interactions and all that sort of thing. But first saying, is this God's plan? Is this the way to honor God? Remember, we were made to be pleasing to God, and we need to do this in every aspect. So the leaning has to do with putting your weight down. Leaning also has to do with direction. Someone says, what is that person's political leanings? They have certain leanings, certain ways. What is that? They head a certain direction. Uh, You lean a certain way. Uh, Someone, if you're uh, in a sport or sometime, you can tell which direction somebody's going to go. They will lean their body weight, put more weight on one foot than the other. In a stance, a football stance, they'll lean their body a certain way. The way you're leaning will determine where you end up going. Then I said it's living. Thank God it's a living faith. The book of James says it so well. Absolutely. Faith without works is dead being alone. Why? Because we have a living faith. It's a faith that comes out in our living. If we're going to have a life of faith, it has to be a faith life, not just a a set of uh, beliefs that we would sign to if they were written out and said, I believe this, 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 and this, and we would put our signatures in the bottom and say, yep, I think that's all true. That's not it. What, what it is is how does that affect our day-by-day living? If I actually believe that God is holy, how does it affect my, be- my living? It, it should affect everything from my speech to my dress. I should be holy before God. If I believe that God is clean, decent, upright, and pure, it should be affected in my speech. It should be affected in my dress. Not tattered, torn, nasty-looking stuff. Not not wicked and sensual stuff, but good stuff. Why? That reflects a living faith. And if my faith does not affect my living, then I contend with you that what I have is not living faith. And then I said, long thinking. Long thinking, faith in God gives us the, the long-term picture. It uh, calms our fears in troubled times. It keeps us from being reactionary in our decision-making. And it helps us to be looking and, and uh, focused 
on the long term in any given situation. That allows us to make better decisions. That allows us to be the most helpful and do the most good over the long haul. And it gives us perspective whereby we can make good decisions and be the best help and blessing to others and to ourselves that we can be. Fear, fatalism or faith. This ought to be something we think of. This, this ought to be a question we run through our mind when we start making decisions. Why am I making these decisions? What are they based on? Am I reacting out of fear? Am I just giving up and being fatalistic? Or am I operating in faith, doing the best I can to obey the Bible as best I understand it and give glory to God with my life? Enjoy these things. Think on them. May God bless you and may you have a great day.